0: Hello folks, and welcome to another episode of Crosstalk. I am your substitute host this evening. I apologize, but our uh, Crosstalk mug holder and fearless leader, uh, Major Doug, couldn't be with us, so you're stuck with me, Uh, but it's not just me, thank goodness. Um, There's smarter and better people in the wings waiting uh, to Crosstalk tonight for you. I hope you're excited. We're in Psalm 34 tonight, and um, As always, we have a special guest with us and actually a returning guest. Uh, We have the illustrious Lieutenant uh, Thomas with us. Lieutenant Chris Thomas joining us all the way from Valdosta, another Georgia boy. (laughs) And so, uh, but wait, there's more. Um, Tonight only you get a two-for-one guest special because we have Lieutenant Chris Thomas with us and we also have uh, Crosstalk alumni, Sergeant April McCormick joining us again hey sarge how are we doing i'm i'm great i'm gonna pretend like i don't know where you are (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) no so uh, we've got a a special lineup tonight uh, a lovely lineup of uh, crosstalk alumni to talk about uh a weird well uh, a a good song with a weird background i should say um i don't know how um, y'all's Thirty-four introduces, but mine has a little caveat under there that it comes after a certain part of uh, first, first And did did, did y'all's Bible um, have that at all?
1: Uh, mine didn't necessarily have that from my Bible, but I have a um, a book of Psalms, you know, that talks about the Psalms specifically, and uh, it did make reference to that. So it gives a lot of insight and a lot of background and a lot of uh, juicy stuff.
0: That's cool. I'm 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 all for juicy stuff and and uh, for nerd Bible stuff, man. Um, yeah. So it, it's going to be an interesting one to dig in there. But uh, Lieutenant Thomas, you haven't been with us in a while um, since our last series, I believe. Uh, what's been going on with you down in Valdosta?
1: Well, of course, COVID is the main thing, and so we're PPEing <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And those type of things and, and trying not to be over overworked and underpaid. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Good luck with that.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> no. Other than we having fun, you know, just um lifting up the name of Jesus and trying to meet human need. Of course,
0: it's a lot of it. Man, you ain't lying. More of it now than ever, I think. And um yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't stop when things get crazy. Um Sergeant April can testify to that for sure. Right. She puts play. up with me, so she knows crazy.
3: Play for oh, me, pray for me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, I mean, it, you, you got to keep it rolling, got to keep going, and um, that's the crazy thing about the line of work we we do is you yeah. know um, we go into the stuff, uh, we 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 work harder in the stuff, right. and so uh, we don't we don't take breaks because of COVID, yeah. but. Uh, yeah. Definitely grateful for the opportunity, as always, to be able to do this. Um, I mean, normally, I think I get to see you, Lieutenant Thomas, maybe once a year. So being able to see you so often uh, and talk the word of God, I mean, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's, it's uh, a real good thing for me because, of course, a lot of times as a corps officer, uh, especially in a small command, you find yourself being a more of a worker than an actual pastor or you mm-hmm. know a study teacher. And so, uh, so it's, a, it's a great opportunity where we get to break bread, the word of God, and to be able to, you know, share faith together. You know, Absolutely. we always see each other in the trenches working, but now we get to really talk, you know, the word of God. Absolutely. Well, because all the other stuff doesn't happen if we don't. So, Right. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, so so Psalm 34, um, yeah, makes mention of it. It's, it's another deal with David. Um, mine specifically says from uh First Samuel 22, when he pretended to be insane in the presence of Abimelech, who drove him out and he departed. Yes. Uh, So this is after a crazy trip from our boy David, which is interesting. Right. Um, Especially given the content of that. And so um, we have, I think it's like five different sections. So I think we can kind of tackle each section. Uh, at a time. And um, Lieutenant Thomas, since you haven't been on in a while, how about you started us off with reading that first section?
1: All right. I can do that. So Psalm 34, uh, we're going to go from one down to what part? So like verse seven? Uh, mine breaks up at verse three. Okay. So yeah, I can do one through three. All right. And I've got the NIV if that's okay with everybody. Absolutely. So, so I do have a caption of uh, above the song, which is uh, in most cases uh, considered part of the song. And so it says "Updated when he pretends to be insane before Abimelech who drove him away and he left. And then the song starts. He says, I will extol, extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together.
0: So, like that, this is the part that gets me is because given the, the background and context, he jumps right in with bless the Lord at all times. Although, I guess technically, he has a reason to be grateful uh, and to bless the Lord. He, he avoided capture. Right. Um, interesting tactic to do so and everything, in but there you go. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And it, it, it's interesting that you would say that he avoided capture. And I think the, the the context of Psalm is that when we understand what the Psalms really are, that the Psalms are songs that were sang on the Sabbath day. So the book of Psalms is the red songbook of the Salvation Army. And so when you look at the, the Psalm in its in its uh, broader context, that the Psalms gets you into the emotional life of, of ancient Israel. So Mm -hmm. they sang, they danced, they prayed, they cried, they complained, and just all these different emotions that are found in the psalm. And so we see David, you know, doing his insanity trick. Is like, hey, you know, he's having he's having a moment. And then even when you think about the character of David, that David, with all his ups and downs, everything that we know about David, that he still was called a man after God's own heart. Mm -hmm. Everything that was going on before any of those things happened. And so in this particular phase of his life, where he's on the run from Abimelech, we see that he pleases sadly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your honor, uh, my
0: client. <laughs>
2: right.
0: Right. Well, and what's interesting is um, in my commentary, uh, one theologian makes the note of, he may have acted a fool, but he was not so foolish as to not give glory to God when it was due, right. and he may have lived in a dismal cave but it tells us that his heart was hiding in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love the way they, that that's put in that, you know, no matter, no matter what, at the end of the day, like you said, he was still the David that we do idolize in a way, you know, that, that we do look up to and, and we hope to kind of some ways be like, um, but he was still just a dude, you know, I mean, he, he had human feelings, human emotions and everything, but he, it was because he knew who he was, that he chased so hard after God. I think.
2: Yeah, and
0: that's
1: an interesting uh, thing to point out because he knew who he was and, and knew whose he was. Whose he was, even living in a cave on the run. You know, many of us may feel that way with this COVID. You know, that mm-hmm. social distance. You know, not being able to have in-person worship. If your churches, you know, not necessarily seeing face to face. And, um, you know, when you're on the run, it's like, you know, uh, I grew up in Chicago, so I know about things being on the run, growing up in the streets and those type of things involved with gangs to some small degree, you know, going into stuff and you like hiding out from people. And so this was the same case with David. So it's like if you hiding out. You can't just go to the grocery store and say, hey, <laughs> I need some bread, even though you may not have none. <laughs> I need some toilet paper. <laughs> you know, and, uh, Man. Whatever the case may be. So that was where he was and where he lived. And so a normal dude, but still facing some real challenges, just like what we face with COVID and the scare and, and just health concerns. No matter what your uh, cave may look like, there's still hope when you know who you are and whose you are and that God will still take care of you.
3: Yeah. And I, I made a comment beside here that um, we should never stop praising the Lord. Like even though, like you said earlier, even though we go through so much, I mean, day by day, uh, we still should give thanks to him and, and let people know that even though I'm going through this, I'm still going to praise him. I'm still going to glorify him. I'm still going to acknowledge him in my life because He's he's always going to be there. And I think that's what David is doing. Like, even though he was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, he still, he still, he still knew, like you said earlier, John, deep down in his heart, who he belonged to and who that, who he served. Right. So. And,
0: and to his credit, he had a lot to deal with. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, I mean, everybody cracks under pressure, but like, and, and, and what he's really doing in these first few verses is he's using it to testify. It, it, he's, yeah. he's calling others to see the goodness of God in that. And, and, you know, it's if, if listeners, watchers at home aren't, uh, don't think it's a cardinal sin. Like I would underline that part in verse one, where it says always, you know, his praise right. will always be on my lips. Yeah. Cause way, you're saying April, he's got plenty of reason to probably feel some type of way with God. Cause of, cause of yeah. what he's going through, what he's having, to, like this, soon-to-be king of, uh, of Israel is having to play games and, and run away from his current king. You right. know, like He's having to demean himself, but he doesn't see that way. He sees it more of, well, I, God's taking care of me. God's providing right. for me. God's doing all of this. So even though whatever you've got going on, it's almost like we should say God is still good.
1: All the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. Amen. Exactly. So good. And I think the, the, the thing that I took away when I was reading this, you know, the King James says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his pra- praises shall continually be in my mouth. And yep. so when we think of praise, a lot of times it, we don't necessarily think of it as the fruit of our lips, you know, as, mm. uh, as other Psalms refer to it. And so a lot of times we feel like we want to praise or give honor to God, sometimes we feel like we got to be able to give something physical, that I got to be able to especially in the army world that, okay, I got to be able to go out and, 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 and serve our disaster where well, I got to go out and help so many people. Let me, let me give out some sandwich bags or whatever the case may be. But our praise really comes from within, you know, as it is with David, the fruit of his lips, he gave praise to God when he could not do anything physical with his hands. Mm-hmm. Well, and also it, it's a Testament
0: that, you know, like some people cop out of, well, God knows my heart. He knows I'm grateful for what I got. You know, he, he knows I appreciate it, but it's almost as if appreciation doesn't reach fulfillment until we do share it, until we do speak it. Um, there, there's power in words. And I think we apply that to the way we talk to people sometimes, but it's also the way we talk about God. There's, there's power in our words and how we talk about God and how we praise him like that. And so, I mean, If if you can't say something you're grateful for, are you really grateful? Um,
1: That's what I love about
0: popcorn testimonies, man.
1: Yeah. And do you really recognize the true everything that God is doing or has done when you can't tangibly speak about it? You know, when I can say thank you, God, for that last breath, you know, because I really didn't deserve it. Mm. Thank you uh, for for allowing me to uh, be late consecutively and not get fired. You know, just just those simple things. of Thank you, God, for keeping me safe during this pandemic. Right. You right. know, especially you know, from a standpoint of an officer and having a shelter, where I'm in coming in contact with all kinds of people from all walks of life, all day, every day. Yeah. And so, my my thanks to God is Lord. I'm, I thank you for keeping me safe. Even when I thought I had and I wouldn't got it screened, it's like, no nah, man, you ain't got it. <laughs> I'm like, you sure? You want to check in? you know, swab a little deeper, do something. but uh, <laughs> Cause I feel some type of way. Yeah. Yeah. And so to know that he is keeping us, you know, yeah. in, in, even in the midst of what we're dealing with today, you know, and that's something to praise him about.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and it, it, it leads again into that verse
0: three, when it talks about, you know, come let us praise God together because yeah. it, it, it's not just that it's on his lips for his sake. It, it's that God would get greater glory from us coming together. And, and, you know, that's what's so great about when we worship together and when we take those times to share what God's doing. It's not just a thing to kill time in the service, it's 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 worship. It's right. real, it's, yeah. it's tangible. Yeah.
1: yeah, and then it just brings to mind, you know, where in another song where it says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. You know, mm-hmm. when we think about enlarge and magnify, like you took a magnifying glass and you put something in it. When you move that magnifying glass in and out that thing becomes either bigger or smaller and so when we magnify and make God bigger, God becomes bigger than our problem, bigger than our circumstance, bigger than the situation and so when David focuses on God, his situation with Abimelech became so much smaller because his magnification was on God and so although his life was on the run and he's living in a cave, playing crazy but his focus was on God and made that right. bigger. And that's what made a big difference in his right. life. The same is true with us. When our focus is on glorifying God and making him bigger than every situation that we face, yeah, then we come right. out in a whole lot better place. And then we invite other people in where we can praise and then have somebody else identify with it. Like when I say, okay, thank you for that last breath I took. Then somebody else say, you
3: know what? Thank you for that last breath I just took. I got the same mm-hmm. situation. Right. All right.
0: When we when we kind of make the connection and, and and connect the dots of you know when God's glorified, you know we're blessed because I think sometimes we withhold God's glory because we're like, what do we get out of it? Mm. Well, if I, if I give it all to God mm. and if God gets all the glory, if that's the goal, what do I get out of it? and and yeah. really when when he is our Lord and we, and David's life is a great example of it you know we get a comment here from John Gillum. Um, and mentions? you know, I don't have much, but what I have is yours.
2: Right.
0: David modeled that. And what we see is a life of blessings in some accounts, something he didn't deserve. In some accounts, something he didn't ask for. But God provided God blessed him. Right. And it doesn't mean everything was OK, because clearly we could go back to some of the stories of, of Saul and David. Mm -hmm. But it did mean that he always had protection from the Lord. And he and he knew that growing up. He was like, even when I was herding sheep, God was with me. God protected me. So absolutely. Another comment from John, he says, praise is contagious.
3: Absolutely.
1: More contagious than COVID. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, and so I think when we think about even with the psalm being a book of praise, you know, is that just as praise is contagious, let's not forget that complaining is contagious, Bruh. Right. <laughs> right, right. Well,
2: it, yeah, you you create.
0: Yeah, you create <laughs> the environment uh, based on what you put out. Right. You know, you, you attract it. Uh, you you feed on it, and so if. It's all about complaints and woe is me and all of that. That's all you're going to be surrounded with. It's going to get harder to see God in all of that situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. and Even when we think about the songs that you see complaints, and you see those things, but whenever they complain, they brought it back around to that. But God, you're so good. God, mm-hmm. you are worthy. You know, just all those different things. And so their human emotions are still engaged. So they're not disconnected from the realities of life, but then they put it in perspective. God, this is what you have done, or this is who you are, or I'm making God bigger than this real situation that I'm facing, mm. and God, I'm going to give you the glory and I'm going to give you the praise. Absolutely. And and we see some of that in
0: the um, next segment. Sergeant April, if you want to read um, 4 to 7 for
3: us. Sure. Verse 4. I sought the Lord and He answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are more covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them.
1: Wow. That's some
3: power there. That's deep right there. That's deep.
1: Yep. Well,
0: and, and that gets into kind of what you were talking about, Lieutenant, where it's it's that idea of bringing it around. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, there's all this. But then I sought the Lord and I found him. He rescued yeah. me and all of this followed. Like, you know, uh, it, when we realize how much of the Bible is just filled really with tragedy, it can kind of seem depressing and almost like, well, what's the point and what good is there? And really, the good is there that in spite of all that tragedy, God is still working. God is still exactly. doing things. God is still saving and 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 for our lives it's the same way david says it here and we we can seek the lord find the lord and be rescued
3: mm-hmm. yeah he said,
1: yeah.
3: it's he's saying verse four he, had, he said, he delivered me from all my fears i mean that right there just just shows us that i mean god still is going to help us out and bring us out of those fears and all those problems if we just trust and rely on him and and Praise to Him, you know. So that one word, that one verse, He delivered me from all my fears. He delivered David. He can deliver everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing
1: that, I, that caught my attention here is, is that David had fears, and he acknowledged them. Yes. And a lot yes. of times we feel like we cannot that we have to be invincible. That we got to have this S on our chest. That I'm the man of steel. <laughs> I'm the man of faith. I'm just right. fearless. But David had fears. Yeah. And we can have fears too and and, and God can deliver us. Mm-hmm. When we give our fears to God, then we can really get the, the, the opportunity to experience faith. And then right. we acknowledge our fears. It allows the community to be able to surround us with faith and hope yeah. and helping us to see the brighter picture or see the cup as half full versus half empty.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and and then it's interesting that
0: in verse five, he starts to talk about what it looks like, like what a delivered, what a delivered person looks like, you know, talking about Mm -hmm. their faces radiate with joy and like, right. Joy. Like, I I almost want to caution some people that may feel like if I don't look like this, then do I really know God and everything? And and, and I don't think that's exactly what's happening here. But I, I think it is to say that when we do work towards the Lord and our work on our relationship, we do see fruit. Mm-hmm. Like we, you will see change. Uh, you'll see the work, lo- the Lord working if you look for it. And, and, and that's what he's talking about here is He's David's working. He's working to find the Lord. He's working to chase after the Lord. He has to because of all this other stuff. And so similarly for us, I mean, you know, we will see fruit when we work on it. But if, if you just plant the seed and just walk away and, and, and don't tend to it, probably ain't going to have anything
1: grow. But, yeah, and the thing we have to understand the process of growth. When we look at it, when we think about a seed, you know, the Bible tells us um, that uh, in order for a seed to grow, it first has to die. And so that death is not an immediate death over time. And then after it dies, then it tells about that it abides alone. But if it dies, it will produce a fruit. And a lot of times we compare our fruit to our neighbor.
3: Right. And so mm-hmm.
1: when, when I like to, the comparison I like to give is a person that may be a smoker. You know, you smoking two packs a day. And so, well, you may not be at the point where it's like you say, I ain't smoking no more, I'm done. But you're down to a pack and a half or you're down to 18 cigarettes because 20 right. comes in a pack. And so you've you you you've made progress and you are growing. Mm-hmm. And so that growth process is taking place. It may not be at the rate that you may want it to be, and it may not look like the next person. But right. know that you are making progress, and God is with you every step of the way. And we need to uh, take the pressure off our selves and applaud those what we would call baby steps, as um as what they say in finances. You know, when you, you <laughs> make those little small you know accomplishments. Okay, you you establish the right. savings account.
0: It's some. Um... It, it's yes. more than you yes. had yesterday. Yes, and
3: yeah, um, celebrate those baby steps. Exactly. <laughs>
0: well, and um, uh, a an awesome pastor I follow, um, uh, Eugene Cho, puts it one way when he talks about you know when we look at our, our our neighbor and we think get get into that grass is greener mindset. It might be greener over there, but probably you're looking over there more than you're looking at your yard. Mm-hmm. You're you're looking at how they take care of their yard more than you're actually taking care of yours, and so. Wow. Yeah. I mean, to get that growth, it's the the struggle of faith, man, where we we see the goal, we see the ending and we're like, we want that. All this race to run. Mm-hmm. And that's the part where we struggle, actually putting one foot in front of the other and recognizing those mile markers. But ultimately, man, if we want to get closer to God, we got to start putting that one foot in front of the other. We've got to, we got to yeah. start chasing after him and seeking him. Um, Yes. Amen. John, uh, again, has a he's full of great comments. Uh, Yes. Perfect love casts out all fear. Jesus is perfect love. Amen. Amen. That's it. I mean, like like we already mentioned, I mean, this this is the King David or soon to be King David um, who's (laughs) admitting his humanity. Like right. he, he's, he's saying, I've got all this stuff. I can't do it. He's admitting, I have to go to God. Only yeah. God can. And when, when that clicks, when we realize all the stuff we want, the stuff we need and some of the stuff we want, uh, not the Lamborghini, it, it's in Jesus though.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and when we put all of our effort towards that, instead of chasing these other things or trusting ourselves, or trusting the guy that has a silver tongue and all this other stuff, then you know we start to see that growth again. We start to mm-hmm. see the Lord working. The Lord doesn't work, and you don't see fruit. Like you, if He's working in your life and you're you're chasing after Him, you're gonna see fruit. It's gonna happen. Yeah, you gotta you. be willing to accept a you know a few low hanging fruits before the, the the rest of it comes through.
1: Yeah, and then I think the bigger thing is not even bigger, but I think just something to consider when we do look at other people and they have more fruit than what you feel like you have. You know, sometimes you gotta really consider that they may have been in the walking in the race a little longer than you. And so and that, yeah. if they've been working it a little longer, then quite understandably they may be at a different place than you. And that's okay. And you have to realize where you are and your only comparison for you is yourself. And we're going to have you to be in the phase of your and your growth and your process. So I mean, we all you know should bear fruit, but I can't compare myself against the next person. I can compare myself against God's standard, but then where He's really putting His finger at in my life, you know, I may have all these other problems or whatever, but He's got His finger in my life on my fears, and He's saying, "All right, Chris, I need you to deal with this, deal with this fear, all these other stuff." Yeah, that's those are still issues. But I'm working right now, right here. Mm. All right. All right. Absolutely.
2: Yep.
0: Uh well, we're close enough to our halfway point that I want to go ahead and take the time to thank our lovely sponsor. Uh, that is Jesus. Um, we're still working on other sponsors, uh, but you know She's Jesus. J <laughs> Man. Um and also to take time, uh we added this in recently to our crosstalk mojo to where we take time in the middle to just break and, and chat something fun. Uh, and so I have a would you rather that I think will be a, a, a fun one to work through here for a couple minutes. So would you rather own a zoo or own a sports team? Would you rather own a zoo or a sports team? Sports team.
2: Oh, sports team. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Why a sports team?
1: I don't know if I can handle that arena tag.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, to be fair, I don't think I can handle it. both. Both are a a, a job, right? Uh, for sure. Um, both
3: produce money too, so there. There's that. Um, I think because I can go with a sports team, you can go from place to place. You can you can go to different locations where the zoo just has that one little area and the sports place I can travel with the team. I'm
1: I like mean, I I sports and it is entertaining, but I think I get more entertaining out of the zoo. But uh, but I think I get a little bit more buddy out of the, <laughs> the sports team and then <laughs> I can actually watch it on TV. I don't have to get up and go. Right. Sure. Well sure.
0: yeah, so so I, I'm I'm with that. I, I would rather the zoo. Over the sports, I want to enjoy my sports, and I feel like once it becomes work, I, I wouldn't enjoy it. Although I guess owning—well, no, because if I own them, I'm going to be—I'm going to be in their business because I want—I want them to win. If they're my team, I want them to win. I, yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather pet the lions and and play with the tigers. I, I'll take a oh, no. You <laughs> got some courage, petting the lion. <laughs> hey, I got that David. Oh, no. I got that David courage, man. Oh gosh. Yeah, I uh, saw some comments. Uh, be sure to leave a comment down below for our listeners and watchers. Would you rather own a zoo or a sports team? I like John's comment. What's the difference?
3: <laughs> 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 Depending on the team. Yeah, the <laughs> <to> the <mayor. laughs> that's, that's true. That's that's probably yeah. That's good, John. <laughs> that's
2: funny.
3: Um, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Same uh,
2: thing all right.
0: I'll I'll jump us back in. Um, We left off with verse 8, so I'll read 8 to 10, and and we'll get to chatting some more. Um, Taste and see that the Lord is good. How happy is the person who takes refuge in Him. You who are His holy ones fear the Lord, for those who fear Him lack nothing. Young lions lack food and go hungry, but those who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. See, see the thing with the lions in the zoo
3: uh-huh, that it.
0: worked out? I'd like to say it was on purpose.
3: <laughs>
0: no. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, he's kind of breaking into a, a segment of praise where he's like, you know, look what the Lord can do for your life. Look what the faithful
2: mm-hmm. uh, can
0: live like and, and, and look at the fruit you can bear. Um, th- this section is really full of, of just really powerful things and, and, and also things that, I think we all want, we want refuge. We want to lack nothing. We want the good stuff. And and it's again, David pivoting to say, Hey, it's all in God. It's all in him.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think when you understand refuge, refuge is a place of hiding. You know, when you're afraid, as David already acknowledged his fears, that he he you can go into hiding. It's almost like a child when it's storming out and they go and hide under their bed or they put the covers over their head, you know, to, to be covered or to be kind of shielded from everything that's going on around them. Even though all these things are going on outside of me, but I feel like I'm more safer because I'm under the bed or because I'm under my sheets. And that's what a refuge is like, so that we can go in and find that safe place and be at peace and know the Lord is covering us. And, and I think the other part of that is, is that uh, Latin nothing, you know, and, you know, you know, we all could stand a little bit of something in our lives. You know, whether it's more faith or whether it's more uh, love or whether it's just whatever the case may be, we all have some voids and some lacks in our lives. And you know, we can we it puts this here right here where it says that those uh it says fear the Lord, you holy people, those who fear him lack nothing. Right. And so we fear reverence and and see that he, he being holy and, and and lifting him high, then he takes care of all our needs and our wants and some of our wants. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: You know, to, to fear the Lord is to live in obedience to him. So when we fear him, we live in obedience. We We are um, being obedient to what the Lord wants us to do. Um, So it says here, Fear the Lord, um, you, his holy people. Um, So we just have to fear him and to, like like he said, the refuge, hold close to him. It's like holding close to the Lord's heart.
2: Mm -hmm. You know,
3: we're right there close to his bosom, right there close to him uh, when we seek refuge in the Lord. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, and, and it reveals the truth we're probably all familiar with in that we have to take refuge from something. Right, Stuff's happening. Life's happening. COVID's mm-hmm. happening. All that stuff. It's not that, you know, follow the Lord, fear the Lord, it goes away. It's, it's simply that in the Lord we have protection, we have yeah. rest, we have peace, we have all those things, all the things we feel like we're lacking when we're going through life. Uh, it, it's all fulfilled and found mm-hmm. in the Lord. Um, you know, now to have perfect peace, to have that like, that true shalom on this side of eternity is going to be hard. <laughs> you know, that's something yeah. where we are with the Lord, wholly, right. and completely, that right. we we will uh, be able to taste and see and, and know that He is good. Yeah. Um, and so and then in uh, verse 10 as well, though, I, I love that he compares, you know, young lions. They, they lack food and go hungry. But those who seek the Lord will not lack anything. And, and it's this idea. I think, uh, you know, lions are, are the predator. Everybody would know not to mess with lions. I've seen mm-hmm. lions. I know. And so it's this idea of if even they can go hungry and die, if they can lack so much that they just wither away. But the ones who follow the Lord continue, they find strength, they, they go on, they're renewed. They, you know, it's that it's that great natural comparison of you Absolutely. think this is important and this is great and this is powerful, but really God's got it beat.
1: Yeah, one of the wonderful things that he that that we can um, take in that particular passage there and that's, in that verse is that lions grow hungry. So he's saying that a lot of times we're going through and we think we're the only person that's yeah. going hungry. And we're the only person that's doing without. Or we're the only person that has a fear, that has a need or that has something that is just not where we think it should be. And then when we put our hope and our trust in the Lord... He says, you know, that they lack nothing, no good thing. You know, don't seek the Lord, and so we have to really refocus on Jesus and and make Him, you know, our, our focus. Absolutely.
0: Um, uh, all right, rock paper scissors for who wants to do the next segment. Verses uh, eleven to fourteen is where we're at now. I'll take it. Eleven
1: to fourteen. Yes, sir. So come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it.
0: Hmm. Well, so it's almost like he he knew after talking about all this great stuff of God, people were going to be like, oh, how do I get some of that? How do I get in on that? And he goes ahead and lets you. And, and I'm sure it stepped on toes just when you were reading it, Lieutenant. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things like, OK, I mean, there, there, there's so many accounts uh, in the Gospels of folks coming to Jesus and being like, what do I do to get to be saved? What do I do to follow the, uh, the Son of Man? Like, here here's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. You know, Give this up. Love your neighbor, whoever that may be, all, all of these things. And they're just like, I, I don't know if I can do that. You know, it talks, talks about count the costs because the, the son of uh, God ha- has no home, but foxes right. have dens and birds have nests. And it's just like, I kind of like my comfort, man. I, I don't know mm. if I can give that up. And and so getting into this idea of there there's an expectation,
2: mm. you know, when we
0: seek the Lord when we when we strive to be that holy one who lacks nothing, it means giving up some things. And in and, and this case, you're turning away from some things.
3: Yeah. Mm. Yeah,
1: I think the thing of it is is um not so much that, that I don't feel like I can do it. I mean I want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want right. to stop doing this, that, or the other. Because I'm comfortable mm. or it brings me pleasure, even though I know it's wrong, I know it's sinful, but I enjoy doing it. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And and that's um that's one of the important things with coming to a point of change in our life is, you know, we've got to really be sick of it. We've got to really want something better. right? And, and that, that goes so much deeper than just saying it. Um, I've, I've told folks the story before of uh, like, there's a painting uh, it's still in our home. Um, there's a painting that I have that my wife hates. It's a star Wars thing. And she's just like, that's just so gaudy. It just does not have a place. And, um, it, it used to be in the living room. It's since moved further back in the house and everything, but <laughs> it's still there. Uh, it's it's oh, every,
2: time. Time. <laughs> every time she
0: saw it, she was like, I hate that. But she'd never do anything about it. And, and, and even when I'd say, do you want me to take it down? It's like, no, you like it. It can stay. And it's just like, so you don't really hate it. You don't hate it enough to do something about it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thankfully for me, she doesn't. But you know, we we treat stuff in our life like that sin. Exactly. We, we treat things that maybe not sin, but just aren't good for us that way. Where we're just like, I hate it. I hate doing it. I feel bad afterwards. But sure enough, I don't hate enough to get rid of it. And until we do, though, we're not going to be able to replace it with something better. We're not going to be able to turn away from it and
1: and and look upon God right. in that case. Yeah. Right. I think we realize we turn away from those things that we may not necessarily want to give up, that God has a replacement plan that we turn away from the sin, the evil or those exactly. things that bring us pleasure, but brings um, God's heart sorrow. We turn away and magnify the Lord. He will make sure that we do not lack anything.
3: Exactly. Right.
0: Um, and, and Miss Grace made a comment of he's given a sermon on how we need to seek and serve the Lord. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, I mean, he, we just talked about the holy ones lack nothing. We heard, we hear all the promises of God. And yet still here, we hold our fists tight to the things we just, I don't know if I can get let go of this. I, I can let go of that. I can take half of it, God, but I can't let go of this. And it's just like, you realize I've got something better for you. Right. Yes. And, you know, but we all, you know, and I say that, but I do it too. I mean, we all do it in life where we get caught up on those things where we just, right. it, I, I like this little part of my life and it, it only just got bad for me. Surely it can, it can stay here a little bit longer, you know? Um, but talking about uh, a zoo, you know, there, um, there was the thing of like, this zoo that, or I guess zoo, it was like this televised zoo thing where of course they have the big lions and they have the big animals, the scary things that don't belong in cages and don't belong in circuses. And um, it was just this idea of just everybody was so happy. And then the lion got out and attacked people and people just could not believe it. I never saw it coming. I never thought the lion would be a lion. (laughs) Like I never thought it would do lion things. And but the stuff that we, we hold on to and that we, we think are better than the things God has for us, really one day is going to boil to a point that it overtakes us. It hurts us right. even. Right. We're going to act all surprised. That thing that God wanted to get rid of in my life hurt me. What? Why didn't he tell me that? But I mean, sin, sin, it's going to it's going to find its way to, to get what it wants. And what it wants is to steal, kill and destroy, whereas God comes with life, abundant life.
3: Yes, more than anything
0: we could create for ourselves, or that the enemy can promise
1: us. Um, that we kind of fool ourselves that sin is not going to have consequences, as John um, mm-hmm. said. John Gillum said, "You know, uh, we 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 do things, and we may not necessarily feel the repercussions of it right now, present in our lives. And so, when we start knowing that God deals generationally." that he deals with the iniquities of the sins of the children to the fathers of the third and fourth generation, then we can have a better perspective. Well, yeah, I can do something and feel like I'm getting away with it. But then three and four generations will be the ones that will be held accountable for something that I did. And so for me, it makes me think a little bit more longer and broader about the things that I choose to do good or bad, because, you know, the the good gets passed on as well as the bad. And so we got to really have that uh, kind of perspective.
3: Absolutely.
1: Yep. Yeah. Verse 13, like, you know, keep
0: your tongue from evil, you know, uh, keep away from lies and deceitful speech. You might not get in trouble for that. That lie today. You might not get in trouble for what you said yesterday, you know, but. Yeah. Eventually everything comes to light. Either this side or that side of glory, really, and and that that should be a motivator to like like it talks about turn from evil to good right. to find peace and chase after it. Right. And, and I love that terminology too because it lets us know we're going to have to go after it. We're going to have to work towards peace. It it's not just going to happen. It goes back to like what we were talking about of bearing fruit. It's a process. You know, we're just as we got to be just as patient with ourselves as we are with trees. You know, you want that apple. You got to
1: wait for it. Mm-hmm. You got you to you do your part. And then there's a part that you really can't do. You know, right. we can plant the seed. We can water it to the best of our ability. But we can't control the sunlight. <laughs> and yep. we can't the rain either. Mm-hmm. And so all that we can do is till the ground, plant the seed and you know, and, and do what we can do. And then the other part comes down to God, you know, really truly trusting and, and doing. And we may, when it comes down to those natural things, we may come back every every single day. Most of us um, have planted that little uh, sunflower seed. You know, when you were maybe in third grade, you planted the sun, sunflower seed in class. And, you know, you came back the next day, look at the seed, has it. it sprouted? Then came back all week. And then mm. after a little bit, you see that little blade. And so you're just so excited. And you're like, I want to go take it out of this little cup and plant it in the garden. And the next thing you know, you do that, and it dies. Too soon. Too soon. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we have to be patient with the process. You know, mm. we have to be patient with the process. Um, there was a thought that I had that kind of escapes me, but um, maybe it'll come back. Oh, with the tongues of lips. So as, you know... Um, and this is for me as an individual. I don't know uh, if you have children, but anybody that has children, when you talk about uh, things that you do or things that you have or whatever, when you start seeing those behaviors present in your children, <laughs> that's oh, what. Yeah. If that's, that's what you're talking about, I got about thirty of them then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Youth work, man. Man, you know that keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. They yeah. Talk from evil, do good, see peace, and pursue it. You may not know that you got an audience watching. Right. Whether it's your physical children at home or people that look up to you, you are leading them in such a way that they watch in your every move. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be able to practice what we see there in those verses. Because when you start in, in, like in a case like mine, is, is that, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> And so there was a comment. Shout out to the Thomas kid. Like, yeah, thank you. But uh, we see the whole picture. Oh, so uh, but but you know, it it really makes us to really consider some of the things that we do and have done, or even may want to do. Yeah, you want you want to be you want to be better for
0: them.
2: Right, and then turn the <laughs> those people and do good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Our MC is playful tonight
2: yeah. I, My hands are off the
0: keyboard I'm
1: just saying <laughs> I think that's what I, I'll share It says, thank God they look like their mother So uh, I won't go there <laughs> So April,
2: verse
0: 15 <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, on that note Verse 15. 15 to what to uh 18 we 15 there. to 18 We're almost there all right here we go the eyes of the lord are on the righteous, righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry but the face of the lord is against those who do evil to blot out their name from the earth the righteous cry out and the lord hears them he delivers from all their troubles the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in mm. spirit.
0: That little glimpse of the beatitudes there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Blessed. oh man, this one, yes. this, this uh, is probably a very familiar kind of psalms feel because this is that part where it's just so quotable. It's so encouraging. It's so, it's right. it's like a warm blanket for the soul, but th- there's the the interesting caveat of verse 16 where i mean he spends most of his time talking about the faithful mm-hmm. but he 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 has to mention he's like you know but then there is the unfaithful right who the lord is against and and who will be forgotten and it's both a warning to what we should steer away from both because i mean the, we we get our reward in that and it's done you know, mm-hmm. Jesus talks about the Pharisees who pray their pretty words, and then that all they get are the claps and the amens, and then they're done. Right. You know, there's there's no eternal reward for praying well. Uh, there's no eternal reward for praying uh, or for um, practicing all all the evil and sin and all that other stuff. It's just you had your fun. Right. Um, it, but also, it, you know, the futility of all of that stuff. It, it, we can be reminded that we we should and can stay away from that stuff because. There's nothing good to it. It's not going to last. It's not going to be forever.
1: Yeah. And, I'm, and, I, and, I, and it's, it's good that we bring out that, you know, the good and the evil, because a lot of times we have this or uh, a lot of times we can have this perception or people this belief that okay all dogs go to heaven or all dogs you know that no there's there's sin and there's evil and there's consequences for sin and evil and falling short of God's glory
3: Mm -hmm. you know but the wonderful
1: thing about God is is that he gives us a plan that we can repent and turn away and then things can be cast in a sea of forgetfulness never to be remembered anymore um and that the face of the Lord is against those who do evil so don't think Mm -hmm. that just because you do evil, that everything's all good, and you just kind of like got away with it. You got a pass, or you know, right. uh, and that uh, it just didn't apply to you. But uh, no, he's still, he's still, he's still kicking butt and taking names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because there's not
0: human accountability doesn't mean there's not spiritual accountability it in can. what we do.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's a great point, especially being that the eyes of the Lord being on the evil and the and the righteous is that. While you may get away with it in the natural, God has that all seeing eye that you get nothing. He mm.
3: watches and, and sees everything we do. Yeah,
1: and it's just like uh, when uh, with when Cain slew Adam Abel. You know, God says, "Hey, where's your brother?" Right. He knew. He knew. Yep.
0: He knew. Yep. And it, he he gives us opportunities to to bring that out and to be honest, bring it into the light. And, and turn away, you know, and, and David knows or well, he's going to know, because uh, based on when we know this happens, he hasn't done the thing he's famous for yet with Bathsheba. But uh, mm-hmm. he he knows very well of bringing it to the light. He worked hard to cover his sin and he didn't get a human accountability for it.
3: Right.
0: And, but spiritually, there were consequences. And, you know, I mean, he says that, you know, the, the weight of his iniquity crushed his bone. He felt the pain of that stuff. And so the good thing with God is we don't have to get to that point. I mean, some of us do get to that point and praise God that his grace is there and real, and he is not too short to save us from that. But he gives us so many opportunities to turn towards him before we ever get there. Before he even called Bathsheba over, he had opportunities to get it right, yeah, and so for us too,
1: yeah, and it's and that's a great point that you know he did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> beautiful people, beautiful people. Gotta talk about the Lord. <laughs> that is a beautiful family. He is a beautiful family.
1: Um, thank God for that. So yes, so um, I missed my thought now.
3: I was say he lost his thought. <laughs>
1: Got me be all
3: speechless
0: now. Uh, well, we can go ahead and go to our uh, last section there. Um, save time. Uh, I, I, it's so hard to pay attention to the clock when we're talking about the Bible sometimes, man. You. Um, verse 19, the last uh, segment here. One who is righteous has many adversities, but the Lord rescues him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them shall be broken. Evil brings death to the wicked and those who hate the righteous will be punished. But the Lord redeems the life of his servants and all who take refuge in
1: him will not be punished. And I think verse 19 just kind of puts it in perspective for us that the NIV puts it this way. It says the righteous person may have many troubles. And so even while you may be righteous and pursuing the things of God, you may be, um, Mm -hmm trying to live a blameless life, trying to follow after holiness and pursue the Lord with everything you got, that does not mean that your life is going to be trouble-free.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You're yes. still going to have challenges. You're going to still have problems. You're still going to have trouble. You're going to have people that you don't that don't like you. You're going to have just right. the same um, issues that someone else may have as well. And so we still have to know that, that the Lord still, it says, deliver us him from them all. And then it jumps in there of that uh, prophetic portion in verse twenty that hmm. he would take all his bones and that none of them will be broken. Okay. That's prophetic about Jesus being on the cross about how yeah. none of his bones would be broken. Right. So we see that prophecy there in the Psalms, as I alluded to early on, that all these things, these different things, things are in the Psalms. And then, of course, we later see that fulfilled. You know, as Jesus is on the cross and they take him down and none of his broke, bones are broken as they do, as they normally would do as a part of making sure that the uh, person is dead.
0: Right. Well, and, and that last segment overall gets prophetic in that it's it's looking to the end. It's looking to what ultimately is is the goal of the Lord and that he redeems his servants, mm-hmm. those that take refuge in him. Like he, he's He's coming for us. And, and, and that's the, the looking ahead that we have. Um, that even
1: David all these years ago was looking forward to. Yeah. Amen. And I think that the beautiful thing that we have is that we can look back and have David's account and be able to see all the different heroes of the Bible and we can use them as examples as we face our day-to-day things Mm -hmm. that we face today. You know, in a COVID environment, that's something that we never even thought of We've mm. been in this thing for over a year now. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Have thought that COVID, that we'd be wearing masks, socially distant, that the world would come to a screeching halt. But we look back on people like David, who said, "Okay, I'm gonna bless you at all times, even though I had to be locked in my house. I had to go without some things, or I had to be fearful, and I had to take refuge. You know, we had to go in for the shelter, and 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 say, okay, well, hey, uh, don't go out unless you got unless you have to.'" Uh, stores are closing early. Uh, you're gonna need a mask. There's gonna be a ration of this, that and the other. And so we took refuge in him. yeah and he he is he is bringing us through. And He is still faithful to us, even up until this moment right now. Amen. Right? Amen.
2: Yeah. and
0: um it really echoes, you know, we love um Hebrews, you know, when it talks about the great cloud of witnesses, you know, and we like to attribute that to because people are watching, we should, you know, run our race. But really, you know, the author's talking about he's just been a whole chapter talking about folks like David and like Samuel and like mm-hmm. all the other heroes of faith. And, and, and he's like, look, because they can follow the Lord with what they had and with the, what they knew and what with what they faced. We can, too.
3: Right. You know,
0: they, they're an encouragement to our race um, when we uh, look towards them. But the great thing is we look towards them, but also look past them because they had to follow the Lord just like we do. Yeah.
3: yeah. And it's like it's like what they always say: He's faithful to those who is faithful to Him. Like when we remain faithful in the Lord, God's going to be right there with us by our side, and and we have that like there the refuge. So when mm-hmm. we, we 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 are faithful to Him, He is faithful to us Absolutely. over and over.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and even you know when we're faithful to Him, even in, even in our unfaithfulness, unfa- He's still He's still faithful. Because the Bible talks about Him being married to the backslider, and sometimes <laughs> we find ourselves <laughs> <gotta laughs> in those states, yeah. and He still reaches out His hand and says, "Come on back, you know, right. I got you." It's like, all right, we're gonna still I'm I'm I love you, and um, I'm, my grace is sufficient. <laughs> it okay. is we no go. perfect in times of weakness.
0: All right, all right absolutely uh, well uh, that's psalm 34 that's that's a heck of a passage and and I love that with with just so little so much is packed into it that none of these psalms have been exorbitantly long um, but they are are so full of truth and encouragement I, and warnings uh, we talked about a few so um, before we close close uh, any uh, final thoughts that we have anything you'd like to leave the people with we can run, run down the list of, uh, you know, start with Lieutenant Thomas and then Sergeant April, if you want to leave us a last word. Um, and then all I can say is, uh, thank you to everybody for tuning in. We've had a good week here, a wet week, as I'm sure most of, of Georgians can relate to. Um, but, uh, just because you don't see the sun doesn't mean that it's not still there. Just like whatever you got going on in life doesn't mean God's not still working. So, uh, hopefully this has been an encouragement to you um, and and look forward to having you back and everything. But any final words of encouragement for us there? Yeah, first, let me say thank you guys
1: for having me on the uh, program. And definitely has been enjoyable, even with the humor and, uh, and uh, you know, lifting up God's word and, and everything. <laughs> I think the thing is, is that we can really take refuge and, and know that God is our refuge and strength and that he's a very present help in times of trouble and we're living in some troubling times now you know the the you know with all the things that are being highlighted that have been there for a long time you know with the um the black lives matter Uh, Now with, you know, COVID, with health issues and, you know, people dying, um, not being able to see loved ones and, you know, just all those different things that we can take hope in the Lord and that he still is that refuge. And we just really got to look to a song like 34 that we got to bless the Lord at all times, you know, and when it says bless the Lord at all times. You know, you got to have a praise on your lips, no matter what's going on, you make that thing come back. But God is still good. And you're worthy. No matter what's going on, I'm going to still magnify you. And I
3: think we'll get through this. thing. Absolutely. Got a final word for a sergeant. Well, I just leave on, on verse eight. It says, taste and see that the Lord is good and blesses the one who takes refuge in him. Just like where, um, what Chris was saying. Um, God's still going to work. Every single day, every every second of the day, he is still working and we just have to take refuge in him and trust in him and know um, that he's going to make all things good um, in his time and trust in him.
0: Absolutely. So uh, we are thankful, as always, for Lieutenant Chris. Um, and um, next week we have another exciting guest. We have uh, Psalm 35. So we're following up. Uh, with the next Psalm. And we have Caleb Loudon um, from the Atlanta Temple uh, Salvation Army Church um, joining us. That's gonna be a, a great conversation, I am sure. So hopefully you'll tune back in then. Hopefully this has been an encouragement to anybody that comes along it. Uh, we are just so grateful for the opportunity and everything. And so um, Lieutenant Thomas, if you don't mind, uh, just close us out in a word of prayer and we'll leave the people tonight.
1: Amen, let's look to the Lord. God, we thank you for this beautiful day that you've made. We rejoice, we're glad in it, God. Thank you, God, for the song that give us hope, that give us encouragement, that gives us strength. When we go through low places, we can have a song in our heart and that we can sing and cry out to you, God. So even in this place, Lord God, of uh, the ever-changing world that we live in, we know, God, you said you would never leave us, nor would you forsake us, and you've given us that proud promise. Thank you, God, for David, who gives us the example of being able to keep your praises on our lips and that how you brought David out uh, when he was uh, running from Abimelech and all the other times that he was on the run, that you still was with him. And we take that uh, same confidence knowing that you are with us. Now go with us as we leave this uh, time together, but never from your presence. In Jesus' Mm -hmm. name, amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well,
0: if we can pray for you, anyone who comes across this, um, leave it in the comments, wherever you find it. We'd love to pray for you and we'd love to take refuge in the Lord with you. But until next time, this
2: has been Crosstalk. We hope you have a blessed week. Amen. Peace.